The Black and White Network now proudly presents Moms Across America, a new program where women can speak their minds openly and freely without fear of reprisal. Moms Across America is about the issues of the day confronting America from a mom's point of view. And now, here are the moms. Why do Democrats hate Americans so much? When Hillary was running for president, she said half of Donald Trump's supporters were, quote, a basket of deplorables. Recently, Joe Biden, at a speech in Philadelphia, told America that half of us are semi-fascist terrorists. Under the First Amendment of the Constitution, we have the right to express our opinions. And if we disagree with the left, they don't have the right to take away our freedom of speech. Clearly, the statement by Hillary and Biden are designed to silence the conservatives in America. Many Americans find it easier to go along with the left and give up their right to disagree. What would America look like today if our founding fathers would have given in to the king and not fought for their freedom? Today we must fight to take America back. Join the new generation of patriots who believe in the Constitution. Join the new revolution in America. Fire your shot for freedom. Welcome everyone to another episode of Moms Across America. We're very excited to have you here with us today and happy holidays. Today, uh, co-hosts are Samantha Goldberg and Vicki Tonkins and myself. We have a special guest. I asked her to come back, Donna Smith. She ran for um, governor of Oregon, which I think is just phenomenal. And she's got a few things that she wants to talk about. And then, you know, Samantha and Vicki have some questions. So, um, Donis, thank you for being on the show. We're very excited to have you here and uh, welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hello, uh, Samantha. Hello, Vicki. Hey there. I'm really, really glad Kathleen reached out to me again yesterday. I was really thrilled to get a text message from her. And I've been kind of worrying about what was going on with her election as well. So um, I'm really glad that all four of us are back here again. Thank you so much for having me again. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you texted me some information. And I'm hoping that, you know, at some point in the show, you'll be able to disclose uh, what you know. But we would like for you to share what you've been privy to to help moms across America understand the the level of voting fraud that is going on and uh, how we can protect our elections and and different things like that. So we'll, we you know we just want to have that conversation with you. So appreciate um, that. So you did text me some information. Would you like to just disclose or share some of the voting fraud that you um, you know that is being perpetrated out there, <laughs> I have to say it exactly, but. Not a problem. Um, what is going on is is a massive election fraud uh, that hasn't just been going on since 2020. It's been going on for over 30, 40 to 50 years, probably even longer than that. Okay. Uh, it's just that with the technology that we have now, they're able to commit this fraud easier, faster, and with what we call more hands on deck. Um, the 2020 is just when it became more obvious to us because of the popularity of the time of the um, outgoing president, which was Trump, um, just exactly what happened. Now, um, because of some of the contacts I've had through the military, uh, which I served 35 years, uh, 10 of those active duty, uh, 20-something years in the reserves, active in boots, and about six years in the guard in three different states, Hawaii, California, and Oregon. 
Um, I came across an individual who was letting me know back in 2016 uh, that Hillary Clinton and her people had something planned to make sure that she would get the election. And to me, I didn't care whether the person was black or a woman, as long as they legitimately won the election. Exactly. And as long as they were an American citizen, not naturalized citizen, because under the Constitution, you cannot be a president if you become naturalized. And no offense to many of our brothers and sisters out there, uh, my closest friend is Afro-American and was the sergeant major uh, in my army unit. For years, she was my supervisor. She later became my maid of honor when JC and I were married about 21 years ago. And um, many people are trying to say that that particular president won legitimately. He did not, and he should have never held office. It violated the US Constitution and everything that we stand for. Uh, my ex-husband's originally from overseas and became naturalized here in the US. He would never be able to be president because right. he was naturalized. So I have a brother that lives in Hawaii and he was educating me at the time about how elections were um, supposedly ac uh, accusatory that they were being stolen. And I was able to show him where they were and he wouldn't listen. He's in a Democrat state of, of Hawaii. But the woman who was the head of the elections department, marriages, deaths, births, she knew that that particular individual had been born in Africa, in Kenya. In yep. fact, I remember when he it was first announced that he was the president, they actually had reporters on the ground in Kenya interviewing his grandmother and his aunt. I personally saw with my own two eyes the interview and the grandmother and the aunt were saying only in America could a Kenyan become president of the United States. And I was in shock because I've been you know, in the military for years, I knew the constitution and I knew that it was illegal. And both the grandmother and the aunt both stated that they were there at his birth. They were there when he was born. They helped deliver him. Interesting that after that interview, you never saw or heard from the grandmother and the aunt again. For all yeah. I know, they were suicided. I don't know what happened to them. But the lady in, in Hawaii, that was in charge of the records, the vital statistics, um, was very much aware of what was going on. And the next thing you know, she died under mysterious circumstances. Yep. People in America yep. need to stop forgetting this. They need to say, look, at yeah, you have your lives and you're trying to support your families, but you also need to be active in knowing what has been going on in the history of this country. For this woman to be suicided, that was one thing. The second thing they stated is that he was born at Kapolani Women's Medical Center. Now, I was stationed in Hawaii from 1986 to 1988. I had my third child in Hawaii on Oahu. I did not want to have him in the military hospital Tripler. And I did not want to go to Kapolani Women's and Children's Hospital. I wanted to go to Queens Medical Center. My godmother had been a registered nurse there in 1910 and 1911. And I knew that she had worked there and I wanted to have my third child there. And they kept trying to get me to go to Kapalani and I refused. Military agreed with me. I didn't have to have my baby anywhere. I didn't want to have him. So when they said that he was born at Kapalani, Kapalani didn't exist at the time that man was born. <laughs> so there's no way that he could have been born in Kapalani. Okay. Boom. Okay. So right there. 
So you take that, you take the fact that the lady who was the head of vital statistics mysteriously died, okay? You you take all the facts that when we've actually looked at the birth certificate, you can see like if you copy something and then you recopy, there's a certain little lines. You can mm -hmm. see that this has been a doctored birth certificate. It's the only way to put it, okay? So when I'm looking at that situation, I'm looking at the situation of, Let's say if something was to happen to Joey, Sleepy Joe right now, and the VP, the acting VP, which is a fraud, was to step up into that position, doesn't bother me that she's part black or wherever her family's from. What bothers mm -hmm. me is she's not American citizen, okay? She just bad. So, <laughs> so the thing is, is I, you can, people can keep repeating the same thing over and over again, like a drumbeat. <laughs> But that doesn't make it true. Nope. It's a form of brainwashing. So what well, I just moms, moms across America, I can tell you, I didn't know that the vice president was not an American citizen. So there you go. Naturalized. Keeping yeah. it pretty quiet, aren't yes, they? And, and black and the okay, pot. Yeah, she didn't even know who she is. Yeah. So yeah. my husband and I were invited by Juan Osaven, as you know, about Oh, it'll be two years in February. We were invited to Las Vegas to a very special private meeting made up of talk show hosts and broadcasters that he knew personally that had been vetted. One of them was Scott McKay. Um, another one was uh, uh, Van Steele. She was another one who was there and myself. And we were very, uh, felt very privileged. We were able to watch um, his re-showing of his movie, The Call, that he made with Jennifer Mack in a private theater. We were put up in um, at his expense. He he paid for many of us to be there at the Point Casino, South Point Casino in Las Vegas. We got to see the first showing of the movie Sound of Freedom, which Hollywood still won't let that movie out. It's about child trafficking, and that's mm -hmm. kind of why I'm wearing this t-shirt right now because um, I'm fighting against uh, human trafficking and child trafficking and the kidnapping children to drain them of their adrenochrome and mm -hmm. then they euthanize them before they hit the age of 13 because they've outlived their usefulness. Uh, we have a gal up here by the name of Kathleen Hutchison. She's been on the border reporting of children being brought over the border, housed in warehouses, and then they're actually euthanized for their uh, organ harvesting. For you moms out there that don't want to accept that this is going on, I'm sorry, we have to tell the truth of what's happening here. As unpleasant as it is, moms across America need to know this is what's happening to children around the world. And children are being brought into America by the cabal and by the, uh, the drug lords and they're literally being harvested for their organs, okay? And this is something we can keep hiding our heads in the sand, but you know what? We can't make any changes. We have to be the change. And that means first accepting the horrific things, even though we can visualize what this might be like. We have to understand. So when we were there and saw the movie, The Sound of Freedom, the screen you know, went dark at the end of the movie and on stage came Jim Cavisi, who played Jesus Christ in the movie, The Passion of Christ put on by uh, Mel Gibson. My husband and I were two of the privileged ones to have a private meeting with him later, where he gave me permission to record what he was saying to us. 
Right now, Hollywood will not allow this movie, The Sound of Freedom, to go out because many people in Hollywood are the ones doing the child trafficking, the sex trafficking, the adrenochrome, which they take the adrenochrome, which is a blood product, and they make cosmetics, and they believe this is the elixir of youth, the fountain of youth. And many of our actresses and actresses are using this facial creams that's coming from the blood products of these children. So Hollywood doesn't want this movie put out there. So, we were just talking about that in our pre-show. Yeah. So that's I, why you see I, Samantha I, responding the way she is. We were just talking about that. Sorry. And how disgusting. I, I just wrote an article about that, Donna. It's going to be all over the world. AP is throwing it out. And it's all about who promotes who does what before Tom these products actually yeah Tom Hanks and his wife my one I of my could, favorite actresses she, she you know she um uh what's yeah. her name Sant Bullock okay she's another one okay yeah the thing is I grew up in Hollywood as a little girl as you know okay um my mother was an actress in Hollywood and a model my, uh, her brother-in-law my uncle my paternal uncle Hugh O'Brien who played Wyatt Earp on TV in the 50s and 60s so I, I know now what my mother meant when she said there was evil things going on in Hollywood and she refused to have me and raise me in Los Angeles. And so when I was coming along, she moved back up to the San Francisco Bay area where I was raised because she would never be part of the Hollywood scene again because of the different nefarious things that were going on that were not even as bad as what we're talking about now. So <clears throat> what we learned in that movie, The Sound of Freedom, is that child trafficking and human trafficking is the most profitable business across the planet, even surpassing drugs and weapons. <laughs> so even gun trafficking, drug trafficking, it doesn't even touch what they're making financially from human trafficking and child trafficking, as well as child sex trafficking. Child protective services across the nation is very insidious. They have many people that have embedded themselves into Child Protective Services or DHS that are actually taking these children and putting them in foster homes and then sex trafficking them out. People don't okay. want to talk about it. Yeah. This it's is some a, heavy stuff. Donis, I, I, I apologize. We're about to go into a, a break very quickly. This is a lot of great information, moms across America, so you definitely want to tune back in. Um, we'll be right back, and uh, we'll hear the rest of what Donna's has to say, and this is really good. We'll see you in five. Inflation for most people is causing them to use their credit cards to try and make up for income shortfalls. How big is this problem? In the second quarter of 2022, Americans added $46 billion to their credit card balances. Some of that could be you. The Federal Reserve Consumer Credit Report showed that the rate of interest on credit cards went from 14.56 to 16.65%. Those Americans struggling with credit card debt saw their delinquency rates escalate from 1.66% to 1.81%. The Cambridge Debt Consolidation Program may be able to help you reduce the interest rates by two-thirds and cut your time to pay off the debt from 30 years to as little as five years. If you're struggling and you want professional and objective help getting your credit house in order, then call 1-855-435-2066. Welcome back, Moms Across America. My name is Samantha Goldberg. I am here with Kathleen Fitzgerald and Vicki Tunkins, along with Maggie Rose, a.k.a. Donna Smith. 
And we were just speaking about some really hot topics before we went to commercial break. And I and I don't want to stop you, Donis. We were talking about uh, some of the things that, uh, during the break regarding child trafficking and other things that are kind of under wraps at this point and would really love to hear your perspective because I think a lot of mobs across America are not in the know of they believe that it's all misinformation because they've been so brainwashed um, by the left and just by the media in general because the media isn't doing a very good job. So let's um, let's put them in a place where they understand that this isn't just about rumors. This stuff is really happening and it's with a specific class of people and we want to understand what that specific class of people looks like. Yes. So first of all, what's going on is it's taking big money in these elections and we need to have election reform where you're not able to, let's say, amass three, four million dollars from a corporation, even outside your state, in order to run for office, because that's basically what happened to me and why I didn't have a chance in my election. We can go in that later. <clears throat> but what's happening is the big money is basically pushing this. And then with the big money, you get people come into office that are very nefarious, which can include judges, law enforcement officers, um, child protective services, social workers, many of them married to judges or special masters or referees or, or commissioners, which are acting like judges. Um, the child trafficking is the biggest business in the world. It's the biggest business here in the United States, and it's very big business up and down the I-5 corridor, where you are, Samantha, in California, all the way up to Washington State and beyond. Uh, the child trafficking uh, is also human trafficking of uh, black marketing organs, especially from children. Uh, this is taking place across the California, Arizona, New Mexico border. Uh, Ms. Hutchison is the one who went down there and she exposed this to a group here in Oregon, <clears throat> exactly what was taking place. It was very hard for her to talk about it, but she said that that's the problem is that mothers across America uh, fathers across America are basically being brainwashed to thinking by the media that this is all just conspiracy. The point is conspiracies can be true. Okay. These aren't theories. These yeah. are actually facts. And Hollywood is one of the most egregious as far as what they're doing in human trafficking, which again makes more money than gun trafficking or drugs uh, by far is what basically 107 showed uh, with us, um, the movie The Sound of Freedom, starring uh, Jim Cavici, who played Jesus Christ and the Passion of Christ. He and Mel Gibson are now about to make a second movie called The Resurrection of Christ. And he shared with us that the story, The Sound of Freedom, that we had just watched, uh, that he played the part of Tim Ballard, a real man who was with Homeland Security, discovered a little boy being trafficked across the border. And then from that, it, one thing led to another, and he was in search of the sister and 55 other children, 58 other children who were being trafficked and held in prisoner in South America. So a lot of people do not want to believe that this sort of thing's going on any more than the people here in Oregon talking about freedom of choice. And, and they say women should have the freedom of choice to their body. I'm saying that if you and the man have an ability to have birth control, you both should use it. And if you suspect you could get pregnant, take the morning after pill. Why are you waiting three, four, five, six, seven months before you decide what to do with that pregnancy? That to me is now murder. Anything beyond the sixth week, if not even before, is considered murder. But what, and I'm going to get graphic here a little bit. So please excuse me, I'm a nurse, okay? I have five children. I have eight grandchildren. This is still hard for me to talk about. When you talk about doing a DNC or you talk about doing an abortion, 
whether you're 12 weeks pregnant, five months pregnant, or eight months pregnant. They literally take that baby out in pieces. I want women and men across America to get that visualization in their mind and don't eat a meal right afterwards or while you're watching this. They're literally hacking pieces of that baby out, arms, legs, then torso. I mean, if this is not what I would call torture, I don't know what else it is. It, to me, it's an assassination of a baby. It's a murder of a baby. This baby has all of its nerve system fully intact before the mother's even three months pregnant. Do we not agree on that? Yes. We know that the nervous system is completely intact somewhere between the, the eighth week of pregnancy and before she's even over two months. So if that's not murder, how can they turn around women? Unless women have been raised on violent videos and violent movies all the time, how can women who are by nature supposed to be nurturing and loving and protective actually go out when they're six and seven months pregnant and have an abortion. I don't get that. Any more than people, men and women, can be involved in child trafficking these children across into our borders and into our country and then helping euthanize them to harvest their, their organs to sell these organs on the black market. This is um, man's inhuman, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, I, I can't find the words for it. It's just to me, if people don't understand that this is going on in our nation, we have to be the change. People have told me, be the change you want to see happen. Well, the first thing is opening people's eyes and taking off those rose-colored glasses and saying, just because you don't want to accept that this could be possibly, it's so horrific, doesn't mean it's not happening. Exactly. So election integrity, many of these judges and these lawyers and these police officers who are actually involved with satanic ritual abuse, are the ones able to cover up these things that are taking place. We have, under the 10 planks of the Communist Manifesto, we have where they decide to take over the medical system, take over the banking, take over the education system. They've now taken over the law enforcement as well. They're, they're trying to material um, uh, militarize all of our law enforcement. And FBI and CIA and people that wanna get their 30 year retirement, many of them are playing along to get along. And to me, they're just as guilty. If they have the knowledge this is going on, and 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 many of them are being honeypotted, we're like, you know, they're going to set them up with a mistress. Now, because you know what you know, we can turn this over to your wife and destroy your career at the same time if you expose what we're doing behind the scenes. And there is underground groups in California, Oregon, Colorado, and Washington State, and Nevada especially, where this is going on, where there are children being raised in cages underground. And this is what Trump was trying to do. He was trying to bring these children out into the light of day and expose. And that was one reason why the cabal hated him so much. That's right. You taking away so their bread right. and butter. Yeah, and that's, that's one of the things I talk about in politics because we were talking about this in our pre-show. People are so into power, position, and prestige the service attitude of what our founding fathers intended for people to run for political office is gone. These people don't even know what the Constitution states. They don't know what the Bill of Rights states. They don't care if they're hurting the American people. And it's gotten to the point where everything in their mind is, how can I get my next million? 
How can I get my next house? How can I get that that electric car? It's all about themselves. And I got to tell you, when someone has to give, cannot give you a reason of service to run for a political office, run the opposite direction because they will do whatever it takes for themselves and they will leave you in the dirt. That's how these people think. It's sad. Uh, Our founding fathers are rolling over in their graves because the price that these men paid for this nation, they lost everything. They lost their wealth. They lost everything. Everything you can think of, these men lost it. And they knew going in that the potential was very high that they'd lose everything. The people going into these positions now, they don't even consider that they'll lose anything. They know they'll gain much more because they're sellouts. That's who they are. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The guy I ran against, he's a career politician, says he's a Republican, but he spends like a Democrat. Yep. And, um, you know, he was out in the parking lot. Um, I was told he was seen out cussing, saying, why do I have to go through this? They're so entitled. They feel like they don't have to go through the election process. They're too good. They're better. They're so much better than everybody. You know, that's what they've been told and taught. And and they get give the funds and, you know, they get all the funding and um, That's what happened to me, too. Uh, when I was asked to run for governor, they were actually looking at five, six other people and interviewing and vetting them. And I was like, me running for governor, I, I had originally been thinking about county commissioner or even when I joined the Constitution Party in May, just running uh, as a county chair, helping build up Douglas County. That's all I was thinking about. But they encouraged me and said, we really need you to consider doing this. And I knew going into it that the election was already rigged for Tina Kotek. We already knew that, okay? So people are saying, then why did you do this? And I said, I did it because I could use the platform to get the message out to people to wake them up. So, you know, to me, my husband and I spent over $5,000 of our own money, and people in the party came up with, you know, the $3,000 to put me in the voters pamphlet. At the same time this was going on, we had a guy by the name of Paul Romero, And I had known him years ago. I'd been his campaign manager when he was running for U.S. Senate against Joe A. Perkins. And he refused to get out and meet the people. It was a statewide election. He refused to go out and meet people. He used the COVID as an excuse. She was meeting the requirements of not more than 10 people, wearing a mask. And she went out and met the people, and she beat him. She beat him because she worked at it. And it was later on that I found out exactly what sort of an individual he was. Well, he was trying to get the nomination from the Constitution Party as uh, their governor candidate. And when they found out what he was all about, they decided to choose me and it blew his socks off because he hadn't heard from me in two years. He had brought $2,000 from my husband in 2020 to go, uh, 2020 I think it was, to go uh, run for office and then he wouldn't pay him back. So here I come up and I get the nomination. And what I did was, I knew that I had to get out there and meet the people. Tina Kotick, Betsy Johnson, and, and uh, Christine Drazen, who's the Republican rhino. The other two are Democrats. Betsy Johnson didn't get the nomination, so she was running unaffiliated. She's an heiress. She's worth millions. Tina Kotick was being groomed by the current governor, Kate Brown. Tina Kotick okay. said, I want to be the first lesbian in the governor's office. 
Uh, we know that Kate Brown is bisexual. We, that was not what mattered. What mattered was good leadership. These two women have been doing deals with the communist Chinese. Kate Brown, our current governor right now, is worth over $200 million. How do you become so wealthy with over $200 million as a governor in just a few years? Well, she was doing deals with the red Chinese. She was using Oregon taxpayers' money to go to China and meet with the Chinese and then come back. When she kicked us out of our capital in Salem, we were looking through the windows and can see the Chinese coming in through the downstairs garage in their limousines, and she was walking them through the Capitol. But we and our children were kept out of the Capitol, okay? That's our house, all right? So the thing is, is it's money breeds absolute power, corrupts absolutely, and that's what's going on. And when I went to the Willamette Weekly and the Oregonian, which are very liberal, and I said, I would like to get up on the debate stage with these three women. You're saying that these three women are making history because three women are running for governor. I'm the fourth woman. And there's also a man, by the way, he's with the Libertarian Party. His name is Leon and Noble. And they said, no, you're not allowed to get up on stage and debate with these women because you don't have at least a million dollars in your pack. So therefore, I don't have a voice and I don't have credibility. Um, here's a woman who was in the military for 35 years. I've been a teacher. I'm a licensed nurse. Um, you know, I've had all this, so much experience. People look at my resume, they can't believe it. In 67 years, I've done all that. Well, it's because of the organizational skills that the military gave me. I had so much talent and ability to bring to the table to help rescue Oregon. But because I didn't have a million dollars in my pack, the lady at the Oregonian that was interviewing these three women basically told me verbally and in an email that I had no right to be on that platform because I didn't have at least a million dollars in my pack that had been donated. Now, Phil Knight, who owns Nike here in Oregon, he gave Tina Kotek over $3 million. Then he thought that Betsy Johnson was going to win. So he gave her over $3 million. And then when he thought that Christine Drazen, our Republican rhino, was going to win, he gave her a million dollars and then came back and gave her more money later. So he's like balancing who's going to win. So I'm going to give the money to that person who I think is ahead of the time. Mm -hmm. And so it's money that's buying these elections. Yeah, it makes the world go around. Um, uh, Donna, you know, You've covered so much. I, I unfortunately was not part of your last call with the group. And I would love to ask you to come back again to finish this because it is so very crucial that not just the moms across America, but all of our viewers are, are in a, a firm understanding of what happens politically behind the scenes when you're talking about an election and that it does revolve around money and people don't even believe me when I tell them they place bets on who's going to win and they make money off that it says the world goes around and around with money but I think you've got lots of great content that we really have not even barely touched um, in the 30 minutes that we have today. So would you please join us for another show uh, and come back and, and share with our viewers some things that they need to know moving forward? Because a lot of things have changed, including our constitution, and they change every day that our democracy is still in office. So with that being said, um, on behalf of myself, uh, Kathleen Fitzgerald, Vicki Tonkins, Moms Across America, thank you for joining us uh, once again. And please uh, look out for us to bring Donna Smith, a.k.a. Maggie Rose. I call it Maggie Rose, Maggie Smith. And uh, <laughs> yeah, all the things 
And uh, we really look forward to, to having you come back and, and giving our moms a full understanding of what needs to happen going forward, because we need to be more mama bears, like we had said very early on in this call. And I'm yes. sure that my co-hosts all agree on that. With that being said, um, wishing you all a very, very good week and looking forward to next week's call. And uh, thank you so much for turning in Moms Across America. We love you. And remember, Moms Across America, we don't ever want to not say this to you. Moms Across America, remember, you are America. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.